thank you for joining us today with the Unbroken Truth. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie. Guys, we're going to keep this episode probably kind of short and straight to the point, just the way I like it. Today, today's story is based around the reactions of your family when speaking out on abuse. The first days of speaking the truth about some of the abuse that I was dealt as a child were eye-opening, to say the least. The first reaction was shock, of course. Then repulsion. I also was shunned and called a liar. I think that most of the people in my family that reacted this way assumed that they couldn't believe me and also still love him. And you have to you have to remember my my father was very good at being the good guy outwardly to anyone who he wasn't actively abusing. Um, And I would always, you know, know the truth on some of these people. Um, But anyway, that's, that's all beyond the point. The thing is, like I said, I, I think they couldn't, they couldn't believe me and also still love him. And they wanted to still love him. Uh, This is really something that's common when your abuser is family uh, and that person is very active with their family. Uh, One of those people I hate to say that I still understand. I I know I shouldn't give that person, you know, any extra leeway or anything, but I don't know. I guess it's something about being a mom. You know, I just I get it. The rest of the family, I let go pretty quickly. Uh, And of course, these are only the people who were actively, you know, uh, victim shaming and and things like that. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I let the the person that I I am kind of understanding of go as well, um, because I just decided that I'd be better off not letting that part of my life drag me down anymore while I was in the beginning stages of my healing. Nowadays, it's just a choice not to open that relationship back up. The problem was, the more I thought about it later on in life, as I began to heal and wonder if I was wrong for not reaching out to them, was that I realized that those people had never really shown much interest in me anyway. One of them hates kids, even her own. I don't, I don't think there was really too much time that we enjoyed each other's company. Uh, most of the others, I don't even think they noticed that I no longer spoke to them. A few of these people, I am in a position of still having to see at family events. You know, I'm polite, mostly for the sake of my other family members, but I have about as much interest in them as they do in me. And, you know, I think that's fair. What isn't fair is that I was the one that was guilted for not reaching out to these people. And I've been kind of looking around at some of you guys' stories and I've realized that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people here with me that have gone through this. So I think it's important to talk about. See, I was the one that was made to feel bad about ruining our relationship and how I'll regret it when they're gone and You know, 
here to tell you the fuck I will. What is it about being born with the same DNA that makes people think that it gives them the right to you? That it's such, such an old world way of thinking, yet still, still, even these days, we're putting those same burdens on our children as we see them disown abusive and toxic fathers and aunts and cousins. But that's still your dad. Can I tell you, those words made me so angry. Yes, he was my dad. That's why I should have never felt this pain. The day he stepped over that boundary, he was no longer my father and I was not his daughter. The truth is that they want you to say, of course, and I still love him. Because if you don't, something may have to happen or change. Family gatherings aren't the same for grandma when her daughter won't come because her abusive uncle is there. Grandma wants to pretend or truly believes her son would never hurt you. But he did. It's selfish. There's no other way around it. If you require this of a family member, then you are selfish. You are putting your comfort and unwillingness to face the tragedy before the wounds of the victim. You have made the choice to choose the abuser over the other family member. Not because you still love the abuser, but because you are requiring the victim to in order to still love you. Because that's how it works in the child's mind. And we are talking about children for the most part. Even if they grew up and it happened as a child, many will still hold on to a child's mentality when facing these issues until they have grown and healed, usually with the help of a professional. No matter how they feel, they will typically just reply, yeah, and move on, feeling that they can no longer come to you. This is also part of why many victims of family sexual abuse don't speak out. Who are they going to tell? They are scared, vulnerable, just trying to test the waters. They tell grandma or mom or dad or whoever, I don't like uncle, whatever. And they're scolded for it immediately. At least that's how it was for me. And many of my friends and women I've spoken with over the years, they all have the I almost told but story. Guys, please understand with this story. Also, I, I know everyone's aware of the abuse that happened between my father and myself, but that's not the only abuse I ever encountered as a child and not the only sexual abuse. I was also sexually abused by one of my mother's boyfriends. I was sexually abused by a neighbor down the street that was supposed to be babysitting me, a 17-year-old boy. I think the first time I was sexually abused, I was five. There's been many accounts of abuse. This has come up many times where people did not believe, did not. So when that was just kind of a part of the response that you were used to, you get adults who grow up and still don't know how to say anything. Now we'll say these days we've opened our eyes a little bit. <laughs> And I think that's due in part to the fact that the abused children of the past have since grown up to have kids of their own, and they remember those moments. They know what those things can mean, and they read between the lines. More, but still not enough. 
if the child I'm talking about here is you, you are fully within your rights to cut the strings that bind you. There is nothing wrong with freeing yourself. If you want to still hold a relationship with these people, you have every right to set boundaries. One of my sisters and I don't really speak about my father. She wants to still love him because she was one of the ones of us to not be victimized by him. I understand wanting a father and that the whole thing is hard on her as well, but that doesn't mean I have to allow her to trigger me either. I've left family gatherings before because of shirts she decided were appropriate. I won't do it to myself. And if they don't love me enough to want to keep from further hurting me, then why the fuck should I even care? You don't get to make people love you right. And I wish we did. Love is also not consensual. So you can't help if you love someone. What we can do, however, is believe victims, listen closer to our children, and not require them to love people who don't make them feel loved and safe. Being born with a lineage of DNA does not bind you to a contract. And just because you let those people go does not mean you live your life without those parent figures in your life. I have, I have people who have come into my life and taken on those roles. At my age, I need strong, non-judgmental friends more than parent figures. But the point is the same. You can still have a happy, normal life without the baggage of toxic blood. Allow yourself to be free of them. Anyone angry with you about setting these boundaries can either be open to learning and understanding and then compliance with them, or the other version, you both move on. If someone loves you, they will find a way to respect you. And that's what it really comes down to. Even as a child, I respect my children as people because in the end, they have to live with their own childhoods for the rest of their life. It's time to break these cycles. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Stephanie Marie.